What's going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of the committee. We've got a special one today getting this quick out for you before the college football playoff. It is game day, December 31st, 2021. Uh, and we are going to be experiencing the eighth rendition of the college football playoff today. At 2.30, we have the Goodyear Cotton Bowl coming to you from Arlington, Texas, featuring number four Cincinnati versus number one Alabama. And at 6.30, we've got the nightcap, the Capital One Orange Bowl, number two Michigan against number three Georgia. little rundown of uh, previous playoff history. As everyone is well aware, this is not Bama's first time in the playoffs. Uh, Georgia also making their second appearance in the college football playoff. But, uh, you know, Georgia's been a team who's kind of dangled around the top four every year. Uh, Michigan has had one or two years where they've had a shot. Cincinnati last year, uh, people thought may have had a shot. But the Alabama Crimson, Crimson Tide have uh, been involved in nearly every single playoff, missing, I believe, only one coming in 2000. One, 2019, the 2020 playoff, uh, the Joe Burrow year. That's the only year Bama did not make the playoff. And they actually they beat Michigan in the Citrus Bowl, uh, both now in the playoff. Enough. So 2015, first year of the playoff, kicks it off at the Rose Bowl, Oregon-Florida State. A fantastic game uh, to kick off the playoff era. I love that game. I love watching that game back. The Ducks take the W, 59-20, rolling over Jameis Winston in the overrated, overrated 13-0 Florida State Seminoles, uh, who would have lost to either Baylor or TCU, by the way, just saying. Um, and then we got the Sugar Bowl. Number one, Alabama is upset by Ezekiel Elliott. Number four, Ohio State, 42-35. Bama starts the playoff era 0-1. 2016. This is the first rendition that Bama played the playoff at the Cotton Bowl in AT&T Stadium. Number two, Alabama wins 38-0 over number three, Michigan State. Bama would then go on to defeat number one, Clemson, 45-40 in the national championship game. The next year, the 2016-17 playoff, number one, Alabama takes on number four, Washington and Jake Browning. Uh, who many did not really give a chance to. Bama handles them in a pretty lackluster, boring game, 24-7. to uh, That was also the same year Clemson, 31-zipped Ohio State. So pretty boring semifinal games there. But that national championship was fantastic. Clemson gets the rematch win over Bama, number two Clemson, 35, number one Alabama, 31. So that brings Alabama's record in the playoff now through the first three years to 3-2. and two including two national championship appearances and one national championship. The very next year, 2017-18 playoff, Georgia takes down OU in the Rose Bowl in double overtime in a game that Lincoln Riley and the Sooners let go and they kind of choked. We're going to ignore the Rose Bowl. Alabama wins number four, 24-6 over number one Clemson. Uh, Another rematch for the Tigers in the Tide, but this time coming in the semifinal. And then, of course, as we know, Devonta Smith uh, walks it off in overtime against Georgia in the Natty as Tua comes alive. So now we've got through four years of the playoffs. Bama sits at 5-2 and two in the playoff with two national titles. Very next year, Clemson rolls Notre Dame in the Cotton Bowl, uh, which is the last time the Cotton Bowl was played 
as a playoff game. Uh, and Alabama takes down OU in the Orange Bowl, 45-34. Number one, Bama moves on to the national title game. This was potentially the best team of all time, as was talked about. That's, that is the title that people were starting to place on Bama. Like, oh, could this end up being the best team of all time? Boom! National championship, number two, Clemson, 44. Number one, Alabama, 16. They get rolled. Uh, so that takes them to 6-3 and three with four national title appearances in the first five years and two titles. Uh, so clearly dominated quite a bit. Finally, Bama misses the playoff. Finally, in the sixth year of the playoff, they finally missed their first playoff game. And then next year, come back in the seventh year, destroy Notre Dame in the Rose Bowl game at AT&T Stadium since uh, COVID did not allow the Rose Bowl to be played normally. Uh, Bama won 31-14. That could have been as bad as they wanted it to. They really didn't care. They were just there to win. And then, of course, they showed that by destroying number three Ohio State, fifty-two to twenty-four, in the national title game. So Bama's eight and three in the playoffs. Has three national titles out of the seven, uh, including then also two more appearances as runner-up, uh, and another appearance in the semifinals in which they lost. So Saban, 8-3 and three in the playoffs, only one loss in the semifinal. Two of those losses came in the national championship game. Uh, but playing 11 playoff games through the first seven years of the playoff is incredibly uh, experienced, obviously, compared to everyone else. Uh, you take a look. Georgia's the only other team who has previously made the playoff. As we were talking about, that 2017-18 playoff, Number three, Georgia takes down number two, Oklahoma, 54-48 in double overtime at the Rose Bowl. Perhaps the best playoff game so far. Um, of course, that's up for the up for debate with some of those Clemson-Alabama natties, um, Georgia-Bama natty, uh, Clemson-Ohio State Fiesta Bowl 29-23. That was a pretty good game there. Um, Sugar Bowl-Ohio State 42-Bama 31, another good game there, but as most people know, for the most part, a lot of these playoff games have been blowouts, uh, which is pretty saddening that you see such blowouts uh, in the college football playoff. Even in the in the national championship, there's been too, far too many blowouts. Um, and keep in mind, no number three team has ever won the national championship in the in the college football playoff. Uh, so can Georgia be the first one to, to stop that track? We'll see. Number three has three times made the national championship. So they're, they have a three and four record. Um, however, lost all three. The most championships comes from number two, who has three national championships. Uh, so good news for Michigan there. Number two has three national championships and one national championship loss. Uh, so the number two teams are four and three in the semifinal and three and one in the title game. Number one has two straight titles coming from LSU and Alabama. Uh, previously, there hadn't been a number one to win in the first five years. There had been two number fours, though, with Ohio State and Alabama, um, interestingly enough. But finally, we've had our first two number one seeds win it all. Um, so you, you look through the, the history of the playoff here a little bit, and you see... Maybe not, you know, a lot of these scores would be expected, perhaps. 
Uh, now, the Ohio State blowing out Clemson last year was not expected. Uh, Bama blowing out Ohio State last year, uh, perhaps some people saw it. I saw a close game. I thought Bama was going to take that game. They did, uh, but I didn't think it would be in the fashion that it was. Uh, now you have today where Alabama is currently sitting at a 13.5-point favorite over the Bearcats. Um, and Cincinnati, who has not lost a game this year, uh, you see they've taken down Notre Dame, uh, took down Houston, SMU, Indiana, who turned out to be 2-10, and ten, so, uh, you know, that was looking for a big win for them, didn't turn out right. Cincinnati really, ha- they have not really beaten, besides Notre Dame, and it, Houston, Cincinnati's strength of record, pretty lackluster, pretty lackluster. Um, the Bearcats, what they've argued is undefeated, of course. Uh, all you can do is win. That's all you can bring to the table. But is it enough for Cincinnati to garner the respect to get in the playoff? They've made it in. And then now you see Will Anderson, Alabama linebacker, fantastic player, um, says the Tide feel like they're underdogs here, at least in his eyes, which is interesting as they are 13.5-point favorites over Cincinnati, who is a group of five team who's never made the playoff in their Alabama. So, you know, you take that take that as you will. Um, but NCAA's strength of record, we're going to take a comparison here. Uh, so strength of schedule – Resume, Cincinnati sits at 92nd in the country. Bama, 9. Michigan, 18. Georgia, 27. That SEC East was pretty weak. Uh, Georgia did look fantastic all year. as and uh, you know They were number one all year as they deserved to be before the loss to Bama. Uh, but the SEC East is, to say the very least, not the strongest division compared to Big Ten East, SEC West. So... Georgia and Cincinnati, the three and the four, seem to have a little uh, of a tougher path on the way here. Uh, of course, doesn't don't knock them at all. Uh, Cincinnati, though, has looked they have looked uh, lackluster in a few games, uh, barely pulling away against Navy, against Tulsa. Had a scare there. Um, but for the Bearcats to be in this position as 13.5-point underdogs, uh, I don't think there's anywhere they'd rather be. Um, the crowd is expected to be um, mostly Alabama fans. Let's see if we can pull up here the exact... No, I don't think we're going to get any stats here. Uh, but it's it's expected to be more Alabama fans and Cincinnati fans. And as for the, the Orange Bowl... Uh, Michigan always travels pretty well, but it's in Florida. It's going to be more Georgia fans there. Uh, so both the favored teams based on the ESPN uh, football power index are seemingly going to have a larger fan base at the game. Alabama coming in with a 70.7 chance to win, according to the FPI. Uh, and Georgia is being given... Oh, okay, we've locked up here. So we'll talk about the, the Cotton Bowl a little more. So... It's going to be important for Cincinnati to 
make Bama play their game when you're coming in as such a massive underdog and you're so you, the other team is just incredibly talented. Um, you have to not succumb to the other team and make sure that you are able to play your game. Stick to the script. Uh, don't get you can't get jostled early if you go down seven zip pretty quick. You can't let that get to you. You have to stay with your game plan, uh, which I think Cincinnati can do. I think Cincinnati brings a good enough defensive presence where, uh, and I believe that they're going to make Bryce Young and the Bama offense work. Um, now, Jamison Williams uh, is going to be tough to deal with, uh, but with Kobe Bryant, with Sauce Gardner, back at corner, it should be... Um, it should be good matchups there. I'm still expecting Jameson Williams to get his get his load. Uh, and Sauce Gardner has everyone seen that stat, the no touchdown stat. Uh, let's be real. You expect that to get broken today. Uh, it's Alabama. We got 74 degrees in Arlington today. I'm not sure if they're going to have the roof open. Uh, that'll be interesting to see. It is pretty cloudy outside my window here in... Uh, McKinney, but overall, good day for football in Arlington at AT&T Stadium, which Bama owns. Uh, they've won their last five by an insane amount of points, um, including those two playoff games they played here against Notre Dame and Michigan State, uh, both teams from that Big Ten region, uh, which Cincinnati also comes from, uh, coming from Ohio. So that's a little interesting tidbit there. Uh, look at the weather in Miami. We're sitting at 75, uh, so another nice time there. What's interesting is that this Hard Rock Stadium compared to AT&T Stadium is so much smaller for in terms of attendance. AT&T Stadium listed as 100,000 capacity on ESPN, and I expect uh, the fans will do a pretty good job there. I think it's going to fill up pretty heavily and then at hard rock you only got 64,000 uh so less chance there to get more fans in um i don't think we picked up on the spread yet here at the cotton bowl georgia minus seven and a half is the current live spread dogs favored by just over a touchdown over michigan and 66 percent 66.5 percent is what the uh, football power index gives the dogs a chance to win uh, obviously, we've seen this year some debate between Stetson Bennett, uh, JT Daniels, who's going to start for Georgia. Bennett's the guy, uh, you know, as they've the, the staff's come out and said, they feel he gives them the best chance to win. Um, McNamara from Michigan uh, can do his job. He's not going to necessarily all the time wow you with his playmaking ability, um, but he is a good quarterback, a good leader who is – Done great things for this team, who which has a fantastic offensive line. That Michigan rush, rushing attack uh, is pretty lethal, uh, averaging 223 yards per game on the ground. Uh, now, of course, they've got they've got the running backs, they've got the O line, uh, but Georgia's got that defense. They got Jordan Davis um, clogging up the middle there. We'll see if the three Jordan Davis in the three four uh, can do some damage, do some dirty work against the Wolverines, and the Dogs are only giving up 81 rush yards per game um, to 
which to say is fantastic, um, incredible. That should, uh, let's see, rush yards per game against NCAA. That's going to be number one right there. Um, it's it's been the dog defense all year. That's been the story of the year. Um, it has always been Georgia at number one all the way up until the SEC title game. Uh, you see the scoring defense, Georgia's only given up 9.54 points per game. Michigan, though, is sitting tied for fourth in the country with Cincinnati at 16.08. Uh, so some great defenses there. Bama, you got to go down to 18 for scoring defense at 20.23 points per game. Uh, Bama's defense is, uh, you know, it ranks a little worse, a little lower than these other teams. But the Bama offense, obviously led by Bryce Young, is fantastic. Um, so a lot to make up for there. We go to scoring offense. Uh, Bama comes in at number three with 42-5 a game. Uh, you got to go all the way down to eight for Georgia, 39-2. Cincinnati at 10, 38-8. Michigan at 12, 37-7. So all in all, pretty even uh, scoring offenses and defenses comparatively. Um, both these teams, I mean, Cincinnati and you got Jerome Ford, the Bama transfer, who's going to be looking to pick up some bulk yards against his former team which I think is going to be very interesting to see uh, I don't know that you can this uh, I don't know that you can bet against Alabama if you know maybe it would be smart to find a different line that's what I'm thinking for that game uh, because I find it hard to believe Bama's not going to come out firing on all cylinders. I assume they will. Uh, and that Crimson Tide team is going to be stingy. Cotton Bowl, 230. Predictions got to be made now, though. The committee's got to choose, got to make a choice. Hmm. Bama favored by 13.5. I feel like... Uh, as much as obviously everyone, pretty much everyone in the country is rooting for Michigan and Cincinnati. Uh, obviously, as you know, some of you guys know I have some ties to Michigan, so I'll be rooting for them. Uh, but Cincinnati in this Cotton Bowl is uh, the clear choice for America who who America wants to win. Unfortunately, I will not be able to pick against Alabama. I'm kind of intrigued in this line here, although as I said. I would feel more comfortable grabbing a different one. Um, but honestly, a two-touchdown game, a 14-point game, is not out of the realm of possibilities. Uh, and that's why I think my prediction here for the Goodyear Cotton Bowl in AT&T Stadium is 38-24. Bama just gets the cover, takes the win over the Cincinnati Bearcats, and heads to Indianapolis for the national championship for the second consecutive year, they make the national championship. Uh, it would be their we we already kind of three and two in the Natty so far in the playoff. It would be their sixth out of eight, uh, and then they had so six out of eight making the Natty. Seventh lost in the semifinals. Eighth did not make the playoffs. Still went eleven and two that year. Still good year. Won the Citrus Bowl. Um, so a bit, bit of a clear dynasty there for the Crimson Tide. Uh, but that's what we got, 38-24 for the tie, taking the win. Georgia versus Michigan, another, I mean, th this one is, 
for me, really up in the air. And I think Michigan is Michigan is going to cover that spread. Um, however, if I have to make my pick straight up, I have to take my team, not my team. I have to pick a team. I've, and it's gosh, it's such a brutal matchup here in the in the Orange Bowl. It's going to be such a great game. Um, but sadly for the Wolverines, I'm going to have to just edge the dogs, just barely give them the the benefit of the doubt there. Uh, so we're going to be picking up 26-24 Georgia. That is my prediction there for the Capital One Orange Bowl. Dogs tied meet again in the Natty in this scenario where they played already in Atlanta 2018, 2017-18. Number four, Alabama 26, number three, Georgia 23 in overtime. And they will rematch that back in Indianapolis according to these predictions. Um, But as I said, Cincinnati has a shot to make this a game, and I think they can get themselves in a position to win this game. I don't think that they will, however. Uh, I think Bama's going to come out on top even if Cincinnati threatens. Georgia-Michigan, Michigan can 100% win this game, and I definitely think they could. But, have to choose one, slightly going to take the dogs there, and what's going to be a really good game, I suspect, in Miami. Super excited to see it. Uh, we're going to talk about the national championship once that's set. And we're going to get some more content out here soon. But this this playoff is going to be really good. Hopefully no blowouts. That's the last thing we want to see is a blowout. Uh, unless, of course, if Bama's getting blown out. Honestly, if Bama or Georgia gets blown out, then we, yeah, we'll take that. We'll take that. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I'll try and get more episodes out soon as possible. And till then, I'll see you guys next time.